Hello neighbors, Gordon's on assignment this week. I'm Ross. I'm going to start a foray into some tips around astrophotography that will be supplemented by articles on the website. For the first initiative, I guess, I want to deal with the perceived challenges using autofocus on very distant and dim subjects in the night sky. If we go out to photograph the moon, as you do, relative to other celestial objects, it's quite large. And because it's so close to the sun, and given its surface nature, it's highly reflective. Therefore, autofocus on the moon works generally perfectly. It's a great example of how autofocus works. Autofocus, as you should know, is delivered in one of two ways. Contrast detection or phase detection. Both systems require that the subject, in this case the moon, have a certain level of brightness. And every camera manual identifies the minimum overall exposure value, often referred to as EV, in order for autofocus to work. This example of the moon also shows how what we think of as infinite distance impacts our photography and our focus. The moon looks close, but with any lens that we use from the Earth's surface, the moon is effectively infinitely far away. In the old days, focus was easy. You set the lens at the infinity mark and shot. Autofocus lenses are built to allow the helicoid, that's the system that holds the lens elements, to go past the infinity mark for speed of reversal and for the durability of the entire lens. While this is generally good, it means that finding infinity focus with an autofocus lens is not so simple as it was in the past. However, it's not that hard. I'm going to use an example, an extreme example, to illustrate how I handle this. The longest lens that I can put out there is a 500mm f4 with a 2x converter mounted on a camera with a crop sensor. This gives me an angle of view equivalent to a full frame 1600mm lens. I use a tool called PhotoPills regularly and most often I use it to determine depth of field. Depth of field is key for focusing in astrophotography because depth of field will tell you when infinity occurs. With this configuration of lens, camera, and teleconverter, my maximum effective aperture is f8. I lose two stops from the native lens opening of f4 when the teleconverter is added. The moon is bright enough and large enough for autofocus to work. However, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, and certainly any stars are far too small for autofocus to work. This is how I deal with that. I know from a depth of field table that if I focus on anything more than seven kilometers distant using this configuration, that anything from about 3.6 kilometers away to infinity will be in focus. Being earthbound, I can reasonably easily find something that's around seven kilometers away to focus on. Once I've got that done, I turn autofocus off and I use a piece of gaffer tape to ensure that the lens focus ring doesn't move. Now, so long as I am photographing anything more than seven kilometers away, I never need to touch the focus ring. I never need to activate autofocus. Anything further than seven kilometers is going to be in focus because of depth of field. I've accepted the limits of autofocus and I didn't need to spend any money on any extra gear to do night sky work. I've been doing it this way for decades and it always works. Math doesn't change 
and neither do optics or physics. There are articles suggesting purchasing a device called a Botanov filter to put in front of the lens to manually focus is a good idea. It helps by dealing with small points of lights, such as stars or planets, by creating a sharper image for you to focus on. It absolutely works, but you still have to live within the limits of autofocus. So rather than spend the money on a Botanov filter, it's really not a filter, it's a diffraction grid, and so they're not very expensive. Just use the proven depth of field methods and get on with your photography. In my first example, I used an extreme example of a 1600 millimeter lens effective angle of view. In that case, I was talking about trying to really fill the frame with something. But for night sky work, so as not to be boring, I typically want to have a foreground element, and so my primary methodology is to photograph night skies using an ultra-wide up to maybe a standard lens. I'm going to share with you some simple examples, all shot at an aperture of f4, using a full-frame camera, but different focal length lenses. I'm going to start with an 11mm lens, so we all know that that's an ultra-wide focal length very, very large angle of view. By referring to my depth of field chart, I know that my 11 millimeter lens focused at about 10 meters away, and even if it's night, I can just point a flashlight at something, set my focus. When I do this, it means that anything more than about 1.4 meters away from the camera is going to be in focus, whether that's a nearby rock to a star that's many light years away. Set the focus, turn AF off, tape the lens so the focus ring does not move, and you're done. You can reposition the camera, you can change your physical position. The rules won't change. With that lens taped in place, objects in the night sky are always going to be sharp. They may not look that way through the viewfinder on the LCD, and that's okay. You want to trust the math and the physics behind depth of field. Now, maybe you don't have an 11mm lens. That's okay. 24 millimeter focal lengths, that effective angle of view, are incredibly common, and they're in many, many, many zoom lenses. I'm going to focus that lens again at about 10 meters away. I'm using the same mechanism. If it's too dark, I'll use a flashlight. And if it's not, well, I'll just focus with my eyeball. When I do this, it means that anything more than about 4.35 meters away from the camera is going to be in sharp focus because of the power of depth of field. Again, whether that's something close by or that star that's many light years away. Again, set the focus, turn autofocus off, tape the lens so the focus ring doesn't move, and you're off shooting. I chose these two focal length examples because I like to shoot night skies with a zoom lens that I own that goes from 11 mil to 24 mil. I don't want to have to carry all kinds of stuff with me. However, not everybody has an ultra-wide or wide-angle zoom. Most everybody does have a 50-millimeter lens. They're sharp, they're inexpensive, and typically they're quite optically fast. If we use that 50-millimeter lens, in this case focused at about 35 meters away, and again, just find something that you can focus on, illuminate it with a flashlight if you need to, and get that focus in place, once you've got that focus set, it means that anything more than about 17 meters away from the camera is going to be in focus, whether that's a nearby tree line to a star that's 
again, many light years away. Set your focus, turn autofocus off, tape the lens so the focusing ring doesn't move, and you're good to go. If it sounds like I'm repeating myself for the methodology, I am, and you can too. Now you see that focusing in astrophotography is not hard, nor does it require expensive or unique equipment. You will need a tripod, of course, and I recommend heartily that you use at least the camera self-timer to release the shutter to avoid camera shake. I'm Ross. Thanks for listening, and check back or subscribe to be notified of new articles and podcast episodes. We'll be covering more and more on astrophotography as time goes on. Until next time, peace.